0: I can help you find it. All right. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to the Really Charlie podcast. Today's guest is my friend Stephen Taylor. This dude is is definitely—he still got me laughing. I know I haven't worked <laughs> with him in years, but. I laugh every day because oh, no. of this dude. You know, some story um, coming from our mutual friends, and it always leads to Steve Taylor, Willie, David Casacho, <laughs> and it just goes on and on, man. So.
1: Oh, man, you got me sweating already, Charlie. I'm already. <laughs> Holy
0: cow, man. Holy no, cow, uh, man.
1: Charlie, how you doing, man? It's great to see
0: you, buddy. I, I'm... Phew. Glad to see you as always. Um, been waiting to do this podcast with you only because we're trying to, trying to give you your flowers while you're standing, man.
1: (laughs) Man, I don't know how much longer that's going to be, but no, Uh, I, I really appreciate it, Charlie. Uh, you know, I, hats off to you, man. I I really, really, uh, enjoy what you're doing. You know, I'm a big podcast guy. Um I listen to him a lot when I am running and, uh, and you're doing a great job. So uh, I really appreciate you having me on. Definitely, I'm sure we'll have a few laughs at yeah. other people's expense, right? That's it.
0: That's <laughs> it. Hey, um, um, you know, years ago I took some uh, took some glasses from your from your ex partner Willie, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they, uh <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> oh man,
2: Don't, hey.
1: Yeah, those are definitely his
0: style, that's for sure. Yeah, he, he's he's you know, you know how he is, man. I, I, I but miss my
1: uh, man Willie, that's for
0: sure. That's it. I'm glad you y'all you were partners. Um, you know, the, the uh, you know, and it had a lot to do with me. I take that credit, man. I take that credit <laughs> so much, man.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Well, Charlie, if you do it. So there was one thing before I forget I I wanted to bring up. Um, I don't know if you remember that time we went away on a conference to uh, Rochester, New York. It was me, you, and Willie. Yes. And uh, we went out, and um, uh, I'd never laughed so hard in my life. And it was just so infectious and so over the top. And I do remember you, Charlie, where you were in tears the whole night from just me and Willie going in on each other yeah, and it was was that 17 years ago, and was still living cool, in my yeah. mind. How you were in tears? I felt. I thought we we're gonna have to bring you to the hospital. Man. Oh, definitely. If, <laughs> if we, but uh, yeah. I, so I, I, I'm fortunate to have been partners with my with my man Willie Coates. You know, um, yeah. it, it's it's sadly it's coming into an end, but. I'm grateful for the opportunity that uh, we had, definitely.
0: Oh, yeah. I hope one day you guys get together and um, uh, don't write the book. Just have somebody else write the book. <laughs> <you know? laughs>
1: I told him, when he's retiring, and uh, he's, he's probably going to retire to North Carolina, South Carolina, somewhere. He's going to yeah. be on a porch somewhere. And I, I told him, I'm just going to show up one day. I'm going to be 75, 80 years old. He's going to be on the porch. Shotgun across his lap, <laughs> and I'm gonna haunt him. I'll be told him I was gonna be his roommate. <laughs> he didn't go for that,
0: too much. Yeah. Uh, just, uh,
1: yeah. Just oh, yeah, it's, it's hey, so funny, Charlie. Uh,
0: you know how much money he has, so we're gonna set him up. We'll set him up, you know, and put him, you know, we'll find a relative of yours somewhere down south, and we're gonna put. <laughs> we're going to put them right on the border of your relatives <laughs> land or something like
1: that <laughs> and, oh man that, and
0: and uh, you could just uh, i'm just
1: glad, I, see I don't want to get you in trouble with the fcc you yeah. know what i'm saying you know i don't want to get you <laughs> banned so i'm going to i want to keep it light i'm going to i'm not going to say everything i can say you know i don't want to harm any in, unintended parties at all so uh yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll keep it light today definitely all right
0: yeah we'll we'll keep that uh We'll keep that other stuff when we're uh, sitting on Willie's porch.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll do a barbershop, right? Yeah, barber yeah,
0: course. we'll do, we'll you know do a barbershop, man.
1: We'll do a round yeah. table with Dave Consecco, Rob Mendes, yep. maybe uh, you know Willie, Ryan. will be yeah, <laughs> there'll be will <there'll> be some <laughs> stories told.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and a lot of pleading the fifth too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Absolutely, absolutely
0: a hey, one of the most incredible story i mean obviously it it's it's your career you know um outstanding career got the chiefs award um two years ago um well well deserved um and you probably didn't want it but uh-huh. i'm just i'm just letting you know that that was well deserved you you done so much things that probably hasn't gotten any praise over the years so collectively, you put them all together. guess what you got that award um sure. and and it's we all we all think highly of you um and uh let me see i wanna before I put this comment on the screen, i wanna talk to you about um team Owen. Could you kinda explain that to the uh to the listeners and viewers you know um and sure. why why you got involved
1: in it yeah, so um team Owen. So, um, I guess I'll start from the beginning. Um, yeah, you know, I'd always like to run, you know, I always like sports growing up, you know, I always, uh, you know, basketball, baseball, I played all the time, but, um, I was, you know, I wasn't the greatest athlete. I could play ball, you know, I could play, but I couldn't run fast, couldn't jump yeah. high, wasn't strong, but there was one thing that I really, uh, Excelled at was just staying out there all day. You know, I had endurance. You know, mm-hmm. I could I could play all day for whatever reason it was. So, um, you know, that was that was one thing that um, I don't know that we all get certain gifts, I guess. You know, and yeah. that was that was mine. So, um, I um, I don't know, someone someone can't hear me.
0: Yeah, Dave Dave's saying he can't hear you, but I I got you pretty loud and clear, man.
1: All right, man. We'll tell him to turn his hearing aid up. <laughs> sure. trying to interrupt me already. So, um, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I ran a lot. I went, I went into the service and I, I, uh, was in the air force for a couple of years and, uh, I really started to like running, you know, outdoor running and, but then, uh, I, I kind of got lost along the way, you know, uh, mm-hmm. battled my demons. I've had my issues, uh, throughout my life and, um, kind of got, you know, lost in the shuffle there. And then, um, you know, I was, I was able to, uh, get some help, you know, I was over to over- overcome some things and, um, I, uh, I started running again. This was about 2001, 2002. And, uh, I, uh, I ran a Boston marathon a couple times, ran a couple other marathons and I really... I really enjoyed it. And then, um, so fast forward about, you know, four or five years, um, you know, I, I struggled again, you know, I yeah. had a had a slip and, uh, and it was, it, there was some dark times, Charlie, really, really some dark issues. And, um, you know, I had great support around me and, you know, I had, a, you know, great friends and, and everything. And, you know, um, through no, no no great thing by me, you know, I was able to uh, find the right path again. You know, I got back on track, and um, so about that was about 2008, and um, about I think it was December of 2008. Andy Simmons, um, my brother, officer uh, on the department, yeah. and his wife Heather, um, they had a son, Owen. And I believe it was in December, he was diagnosed with a disease called uh, SMA, which is uh, spinal muscular atrophy. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's a terrible disease. It's um, the number one genetic killer of infants. Um, one in 40 people are genetic carriers of this gene. Um, so it's a uh, but it's a disease that, you know, no one knows about. Well, really, you know, at the mm-hmm. time. And um, I. I. Um, I didn't know what it was, and and I remember there was an email put out by um, by someone in the department. I saw the spinal muscular atrophy. I'm like, oh, what is? And I, I I remember that I looked it up, and I was like, oh my God, man, this is this is a terrible thing for for Andy and Heather, and and they they're just wonderful people, you know, just yeah. wonderful people. And and at that time, I remember I was out for a run, probably about a week later, and um, a, a long run, and. And that's when I do some of my best thinking, you know, um, yep. alone and I'm out there and, and something popped into my head and, um, you know, why don't I do something for, um, Andy and, and, uh, Heather, you know, and for Owen to see if, um, you know, honestly, probably a little selfish for me, you know, uh, to try to keep me on the path, but also, you know, just, you know, try to make some worth out of it, you know, try to, yeah. try to, try to share. And, um, I had seen this movie called running the Sahara and I had never heard of ultra marathons before. Really. I'd heard of triathlons and, you know, some pretty other crazy stuff, but I had never heard of ultra marathons. And this movie was about, um, three guys who ran the Sahara desert. And, um, it's just this confluence of, of, um, that, what was happening with Owen. You know, I, I, I had this um, little spark of inspiration and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm, it was, it was grateful. So long story short, I, um, I thought everyone, you know, anybody can run a marathon, you know, really, you know, so I said, let me try something a little bit more extreme, which is probably my personality. And, uh, so I, I signed up for a 50 mile race in 2009 and, um, I, I ran this race. It was in outside of Washington, DC in the trails along the Potomac river. And, uh, I loved it. I loved yeah. it I loved the distance. I I finished in enough time where I qualified for um for a race called the Western States which is a real it's probably the Super Bowl of of uh ultramarathons. It's a 100-mile mm-hmm. race through the Sierra Nevadas in California through the mountains, Squaw Valley. It's just an amazing race and
2: um, you did I was that able to twice, qualify, right? But you the, did the
1: problem is qualify I got in twice, yes. And the chances of getting in are just like infinitesimal, you know, just like I think it was the first year I tried to get in. There was a 7 percent chance there's a lottery to get in. And by the grace, man, I got in that first time and, you know, I didn't know what to expect. And um, so I got into Western States and that was June of 2010. And um, I remember I remember that race, you know, there was a life changing experience for me you know, again, it was a hundred miles of, you know, just running through the most beautiful parts of the United States. The race starts at the bottom of, um, Olympic village Squaw Valley where the uh, 1960 Olympics were, and you go straight up the mountain, straight up Squaw Valley to about 9,000 feet, the top of a escarpment. You turn around, you look, and then there's Lake Tahoe right behind you and the sun's coming up. And it was just the start of just this amazing, amazing day. And it was, uh, It was, I can remember so vividly wherever I was, like to this day, it was this intense and this, uh, important to me, um, that I remember that race so, so vividly 11 years later. Uh, it was brutal. It was tough. It was hot. Uh, I had no idea what I was doing. You know, I was kind of like, there wasn't a lot of people around here doing those kind of distances back then. Yeah. So I was basically training, you know, haphazardly and, um, you know, you run 100 miles, you know, you have 30 hours to complete it. And uh, I finished in, I think, my first year I did it. I did it in 27 hours right around that time. Wow. And uh, it was just an amazing, amazing experience. And you know, I get goosebumps thinking about it now because, you know, I was, I, I was running for myself. But prior to that, I had run. Uh, I mean, prior to the race, I had collected a bunch of um, Facebook friends and signatures of people who had, Children who had died from spinal muscular atrophy and/or uh, or were living with spinal muscular atrophy, and uh, I had the names, you know, and I carried it with me the whole race, you know. I had a, a list of like I still have it with; me. it's in my desk somewhere. It's in my desk somewhere, it's one of the, it's one of my most cherished, um, you know, mementos. It meant so much to me that um, I was able to run for these kids, you know. I was able to, uh, you know, prove to myself that. Um, you know I could change as a person. Also, you know I could yeah. be a better, better man. But also, you know I could I could try to give back a little bit. And uh, I, after that race, um, we, myself, Heather, Gillian, Sampson, Claudia, yeah. you know, we all kind of brainstormed and and we and we wanted you know this to continue. We wanted Team Owen to continue. Obviously, um, sadly. Uh, Owen passed away in, I believe, uh, late November of 2009. But his, his memory still lasts, you know, to this day. Uh, he's done so much for me. Um, made me a better person, made me a better band, you know, to, mm-hmm. to try to be selfless. You know, I made amazing friends. Andy and Heather are just amazing people. Um, Team Owen, every year, our signature race is the, you know, the New Bedford Half Marathon and uh, every year, we you'll see a you know a crowd of people in blue, you know, running the streets of New Bedford uh, for Team Owen, and it really caught fire. You know, at the first the first couple of years, it really really caught fire. You know, we were having 150 maybe 200 runners each year contributing to Team Owen and then running on behalf of Owen. Um, as a, and all the money, I'd be remiss if I didn't say this. I met some amazing people. The Gwendolyn Strong Foundation, Bill and Victoria Strong from Santa Barbara, California. They had a beautiful daughter, Gwendolyn, who was also um, um, had spinal muscular atrophy. And she uh, miraculously lived till she was, I believe, eight years old. But the, their their foundation does amazing work. And all the money we've raised for, for Team Owen um, headquarters on for research, uh, for spinal muscular atrophy. Um, wow. as of right now, you know, we still fundraise, you know, the race has been you know postponed the last two years, but we've raised over $135,000, um, to help find a cure for spinal muscular atrophy. Uh, just some amazing people who have, who have, you know, given, you know, it's, it was very grassroots, not, a, you know, not a lot of corporate sponsors, not a lot of, you know, um, uh, corporate help it was basically just this groundswell of people who just wanted to run but also wanted to you know run in the memory of owen and um you know it's, a, it, it's truly a life-changing experience for me And i'm so grateful so grateful that i was you know sadly owen had passed and um but I, i'm so grateful that i I've met so many wonderful people along the way and um we've been able to to hopefully honor him and um uh, you know honor the parents uh, of children uh that are afflicted by this terrible disease you know so that's about kind of a long story short no
0: that's a It's a great story the um i remember when when all of you were crossing the finish line and and uh and just that sea of blue and people coming in and I mean, there it, it seemed like you know everyone's going to be excited about crossing that that line, but it was just a little sure. bit extra. It was a little bit extra that they were you know doing it for Owen and and um and you know the shirt speaks for itself, Team Owen. And um, until this day, I mean, I still go on your page, you know, to to look at some of those pictures and and um and just in awe, you know, in awe. But a uh, great job, great job on your part, on the whole team's part, and uh, Heather and Andy are definitely what you say. They're great people, um, and 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 watching, seeing you know Andy's a little younger than me, and he just just watching him progress through his career, and um, you know I'm very proud of him, sure. and and uh, you know it's it's I can't even think about losing a child, never mind.
1: Yeah, Charlie, you know, and it's, it's just devastating, you know, I can't, I can't even imagine, but, um, you know, Heather and Andy, um, to share their child, their, their share their grief with us, you know, yeah. that, that's, that's, that was so huge of them, and I, and I was, I always tried to be careful of, 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 you know, doing too much or doing something that, um, maybe it was too much for them, you know, yeah. and, mm-hmm. uh, but just amazing power, grace, dignity, you know, and it and that that has been my experience with so many of these people that I've come in contact with who have, you know, children who are sick, you know, who have real problems, you know, who have yeah. real yep. issues, real things, not this petty stuff like, you know, I'll be the first to complain about, you know, anything. Like people who have real real significant problems and just the strength that and the dignity and the and and having to deal with a, a sick child and it is truly amazing. Like the, the Bill sure. and Victoria Strong, you know, Ralph Fisherwood from, from locally, you know, just amazing people that I've come in contact that have sadly um, been afflicted by this disease.
0: It's, um, you know, it, it, was, it was nice to see you, you know, and, and especially, you know, how, how I feel about you and, and as a person go through all this and, 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 and you know what one of the saddest things that you ever told me is when you had that injury was it to your knee mm. a little bone you said and uh you talked about not running again not doing it again and I was like wow what I mean that's like taking mm. a limb off of you right? like how can you take that away from Steve you know and I, I thought about it for a while and I was thinking and then uh Few years back, maybe 2015, 16, you had told me things are getting better. So, you know that was that was good. You know that I heard that, and but uh,
1: yeah, I've had some. Set, you know, there's there's probably not a lot of tread left on the tires. To be honest with you, this one of my knees is pretty pretty well shot. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but I'm still moving. I'm still. I gotta. Uh, I'm training for a hundred mile race in um, in September. You know, I, am cool. going out to, uh, or I ran this race pine to palm in t- 2014 and it's just beautiful course out in Oregon, um, you know, through the Sissicao mountain range in Southern Oregon. And, yep. um, yeah, we'll see, you know, like <laughs> i have let myself go with COVID, <laughs> I got like about a COVID 20 pounds hanging around, but, uh, <laughs> you know, Hey, we'll give it our best effort and, and see what's going on here. You know,
0: exactly. Um, one of our, one of our friends he's a great 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 softball pitcher and um so he likes to kind of you know he's a good softball pitcher yeah as i said so you know when this guy's throwing you a pitch you know says tell Steve we can't hear him talking to the mic right so
1: man i'm talking to can you hear me what you want me
0: to yeah i can talking. hear you i can hear you, you can hear me right but and then he gives us this, right?
1: With yeah. Disease, I think.
0: yeah, over here he says. By the way, to the best right there. So that's one of his softball pitches, you know. And he, 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 he soft. and then, then he he continues, right? And then he gives you this. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. He knows. Yeah. Oh, man,
1: You know, hey, Charlie, you know, it's, it's so funny. Like I was thinking about like what I'm going to talk about, you know, like uh, I've been, I've been blessed, you know, like what's the saying, right? You know, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Show me your friends and I'll show you who you are as a person. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: uh, you know, I've been blessed. I I really have been, you know, I, I, I have tremendous friends. I've had a tremendous career, you know, like, Sure have uh, yep. i've had a really really fortunate career i've loved what i've done you know I, i've um it was funny like when if you want to hear the, the Willie story some of the uh, like yeah. some of how me and Willie got going um so i knew so i got out in 92 and yep. uh i knew Willie, uh, and we worked together for a little bit and um and, you know, Willie, he was so like, and we worked midnights together and we were in a cruiser and he was just so quiet and he was so yep. to himself. So I was like, all right, man, all right, this guy's kind of quiet. He's kind of, you know, reserved or whatever, you know. And um, so through the years, we, you know, we, we, we would work together and I always thought he was a really good guy. I, I, I heard, you know, nothing but good things about him, but like we weren't friends, you know, like we were not yep. hanging out or, but, you know, we were just you know, comfortable around each other. And, um, it was, so the, the school resource officer program was going to begin. Um, and, um, you were selected for Keith and myself and, and Willie was selected for New Bedford high school. Yeah, And, uh, I was like, you know, it, it's a big step, like changing assignments and law enforcement, like you get comfortable yeah doing you know what you're doing i was comfortable doing patrol but then i talked to a few people and they're like hey this is a very good opportunity you know we think you'd be really good for this job and um so it was funny so me and willie we uh we didn't really know each other but like being a partner with somebody is um you know you spend eight hours a day with this person probably sometimes even more yeah and um so I, there was some trepidation. I'm like, oh man, you know, like we're gonna be together all the time. Like, how how's this gonna work? And um, it was funny. So the first couple days, the first well, the first day we were together, you know, we're just easing into it, you know, this and that. Second day was 9-11. That was our second day at work. Yeah. You remember Charlie? Yeah. And uh, hold hold on, my dogs are going crazy over here. All right. I'm See that? See that? That's, oh, that's that command performance right there. <laughs> hey, so I, the second day was nine eleven, and yep. um, it was it it, it was very um, traumatic, obviously, for the students and for the uh, for the staff there, and um, so you know it kind of like put a little crink in the in the plans. But what was funny about like us going into the school is. Um, like there was there was a little bit of trepidation about having cops in school at the time. You know, they're yeah. like, Oh, you, you guys wear guns, you wear that." you know, the kid But I'll tell you what, Charlie, within a week, two weeks, we were part of the fabric of the school. You yeah. know. Um we we fit right in, just like you fit right in with Keith, just like the, the rest of the SROs in the program fit in with the schools and it was because you know we were we were there just as other concerned adults you know just as we weren't there as an occupying force or were yeah. there to like in, in you know impose our will um we were there to you know to 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 counsel to mentor and um and to try to make a difference with some of these kids and uh the kids took to us right away you know yeah. the, like the toughest kids they would come into our office all the time you know we had food we had their, you know treats or whatever but you know they would come into our and, and a lot of it was, you know, they would just. It a lot of times they just needed an, an adult to talk to, and we and we had that time. You know, it wasn't yeah. like patrol; you had to go from call to call, so you couldn't spend that time with 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 a kid. And, True. um But like getting into like so, within a week, two weeks, within a week, a couple of days. You know, I looked at Willie. I said, "This is going to work," and it, I, and I meant that between me and Willie. You know? Yeah. This. We are like the odd couple. Like, Mm -hmm. Willie Willie is quiet and reserved. Uh, I'm a little loud. I can be obnoxious, you know. Uh Uh, Willie's neat. I can be a little messy. Uh Uh, You know, we're just total, total opposites. But when when it came down to the work, talking to the kids, what was right or what was wrong, how we felt about a situation, we were always always in agreement with how things should be handled you know we had the same um i don't know uh, same views on on how things should be how kids should be treated you know yeah. uh, how adults should be treated and um and it worked and it worked and and uh, what how i think we ingratiated ourselves with the kids and with the staff was uh, our laughter you know our laugh. Yeah. our 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 interplay with each other you know we'd, we'd go into school every day and we walked the core. and it was you know we, we were just laughing and joking with each other and then you know talking with the kids and just and they would see us you know laughing and joking and just being regular people in uniform fully armed yeah. but they get to see that you know hey these these guys they're just regular human beings you know we're not here to, to be an occupying force or anything like that. We're here for, for, the, for the benefit of the kids. And I think that broke down a lot of walls, just our interactions. Um, and it True. was the same th- same way when, when Ryan when, when Ryan came aboard later on. Ryan, you know, Ryan Bland, he's, he's still there at the school. He, yep. and, and Ryan's the same way. Ryan was my friend before. You know, we were really close before he even came into the school. And, um, you know, and before that, Buck Nasty was there. Dave uh-huh. he came when Willie, when Willie willied me and let me know last <laughs> minute that he was going into the military for some training. We had to scramble. Yeah, it was and it was funny because here's another here's another thing with with Dave. I knew Dave from from high school. I think I think he stole my lunch money one day. You know, I think he was he used to bully me. Uh-huh. I don't like to say it, but, you know, Dave was with the ice crew and everything like that. And, you know, he was a bad dude. But yeah. Uh, I, I loved it was. So when Dave got on, he got on in like 2000 and I think 2000. And, um, and I knew Dave and, and I knew him from the boys and girls club and I knew he was, he was great in the community. You know, people looked up to him and, uh, and then when he got on the job, you know, I started hearing good things about him, like being what kind of police officer he was. And so when I heard that Willie was going to be leaving, you know, um, I, I was like, listen, I'm not going to work this this job unless I have somebody who I trust, who I can be, who I can work with, who who's in the same ballpark with me. And and, and I the first name I came up with was Dave. Yeah. And Dave came aboard and he it was 2003. He worked uh, the full year with me uh, most of the year. And, he, you know, he fit in like a glove. He knew all the kids, you know, he knew. He knew, he knew a lot of the, uh, the situations that were going on with kids that were outside, you know, the stuff that was happening outside. He prevented a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, I can remember he was, he, you know, we, we got to know these kids, but I remember one time he, um, it was, it was I, I won't get into it, but it was someone he was close with. And he was, yeah. the kid was having a tough, tough day. And thank God Dave was there because this young man, he's a good young man, but when he, when he had a difficult time, it was tough. It was tough yeah. dealing with him. And, and and Dave was there. And and Dave smoothed things all over. And it, it was so important. You know, yeah, something it was. like that. You know, so um, you know, I was blessed to have these guys working with me there, you know, and, and again, it was it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun.
0: Is um you know, you definitely um you know, and I like Uh, you were able to work with three different guys, kind of kept that same team concept. You know, you guys worked together, talked together, you knew each other. And, um, you know, there was no there was no slacking. um,
1: No, no. And you know it, Charlie, like that job, like, you know, that job, if you do it the right way, you're working. Because you have to make these connections with these young people, you you really do. It's an important job. It's probably one of the most important jobs in this department. You know, uh, you can make a, such a tremendous difference in in a community um, by being a, a a good school resource officer, man, who is who is engaged in the community, engaged with your school. You know, we had thirty three hundred kids there. Yeah, probably over 200, 200 staff. You know. That was our beat. You had to get to know these people, you know? And uh, like, I'm, I'm friends with so many kids today, you know, Facebook friends. I see them. I can't go anywhere in the city. I'm sure you're the same way. You know, you go shopping. Yeah. Hey, Officer Taylor, how you doing? Yeah. You know, uh, and so this, it, it was so important to make these connections and there was no slacking, you know, I, it was sad. Sadly, you know, when we first started Charlie and I'm, I'm you know, a lot of this was due to Columbine. Yeah, you know, yep. The school resource program, a lot of the federal money that was coming in was due to, you know, these school shootings that were happening, you know, from Columbine. But what happened, you know, from 2000, 2001 until now, it's still ongoing, was the, 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 the violence, the street violence between the West End and the South End. And, um that was what really really took up a lot of our time sometimes you know trying Mm -hmm. to trying to stop or trying to make sense of what was going on with with so many young people senselessly dying um with this and it, it was just it it was truly you know it's i don't have the answer to it why it started why it's still going on it's just so senseless you know and we saw so many kids Devastated, hurt, you know, coming into school the next day after one of their, you know, one of their friends, you know, was shot and killed for no reason. You know, we would see the the pain and the anger and the anguish. And uh, this this affected the school community a a lot, a lot of times, you know. So um, it did. You know, you know, Charlie, you know, it's and it's sadly it's still going on today. You know it's still going on today and um i wish i wish i don't know i I wish i did a better job maybe i wish i wish it would stop because there's so many kids that and parents and just just needlessly you know over for over anything you know for over nothing really you know
0: so true and you know some of them don't even realize that you know how close they are to the people they're beefing with you know and and, and uh but i always say there's always going to be some relationship that's going to make you go to that certain part of the city that you have conflict with whether it's a girl whether it's uh you know a child you may have with a girl or you know or even a guy you know because there's some girls involved in this stuff too so you gotta you know eventually you know your life you get older, then you start making different decisions. Mm-hmm. You got to go to work. You got to take care of the family. Well, guess what? You may be in the West End that, and your girls from the South End. Now, what do you do with that beef? You're mm-hmm. trying to squash it, squash it as best you can because it's going to affect your family, you know. So, but um, that's that's yeah. going to that's definitely going to be something I'm going to be bringing up later on in another podcast. Um gonna get some some people together and and just talk about stuff like that um
1: yeah it'd be great charlie you know because you know like uh it bought like there's a there's a there's some of those murders really really bothered me they still bother me to to this day true. you know they really really do because they they really affect the the uh, the fabric of a community they really you know they really really um there's a ripple effect to it you yeah. know there's a ripple effect to it. Um, I went to a, I, I just, I went to a trial last year, two years ago. And, um, I don't want, I won't name, you know, the names or, uh, it was the name. Uh, the victim was Aaron Gant. And yeah. I loved Aaron, you know, Aaron yeah. was a good kid, man. Sure Aaron was. was You know, he was a good kid. Uh, you know, I went to school with Raymond, his, his uncle. And, um, and, you know, I had him at the high school and Aaron, you know, he was just, he, he hung around, you know, he just, he was just one of these kids that was there and I, Aaron, you gotta go. Yeah, Aaron, what are you doing? Oh, yep. And he had that smile on his face the whole time. And he was a really, really good kid. You know what? When he, when he was senselessly, you know, murdered, I, I went, I, I, I had to testify at the trial for some things and, and um, the two young men who, who were on trial who were also students that I I was familiar with. And um, what struck me was how sad it was, was there was no one there for them. Yeah. You know, there was no one. That's it. There was no crew, no boys, nobody. And on the other side, it was just Aaron's family, you know, that the day I was there and, and a few other friends that were there. And it was just it struck me as like, you know, like deep down the, the, the kids who had done this or the, the young men who had did this, you know, they, got, they just they ruined their lives. Also, they're yeah. never going to see outside of a prison, you know, for the next 60 years. And I'm sure to this day, they probably, man, like made one bad decision and the rest of their life is affected. Not only theirs, but also, you know, Aaron's. And again, there's so many examples of how senseless this violence is and how it affects everybody. You know, how many victims there are. Yeah,
0: we got to continue to do what we can, talk to people one on one Mm -hmm. and just continue to grab them from the group and and pull them away and keep doing that because you try to do it in a group. It's just not too much. That peer pressure is so hard. So you got to yeah. do a one-on-one and, and, you know, that's how you work the magic. it's one-on-one. Grab this one. I all see, right? So, yep. Yeah.
1: No, but, but like, like you said, but, and, and again, it, you know, it's not all do, doom and gloom. There's so many young people, you know, that I've seen that would deepen the game that yeah. have gotten themselves out of it, you know, and, and, and a lot of the time, you know, a lot of it is it's just how you grew up, you know, the neighborhood you were in, you know, and the peer pressure was tough, and and I see a lot of young people that have got out of the game, and you know I'll see them out, and you know it, it's pro- I feel proud for them, you know to to be able to change their lives, you know like give me a resilient kid any day over a kid that's you know has has a uh, you know a silver spoon has had it easy in uh, in their lives, you know I, I, give me give me a kid that um, that is resilient, that is as overcome adversity you know has had so many setbacks in their lives but they were still coming to school they were still doing the right thing they were still trying to make a better life for themselves you know it's just this there's a lot of examples i can list them off bang 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 right now and i'm all proud of them. definitely yeah
0: we um you know there was there was one dude you know he i think you know him and um you know, he, he was—he caused a lot of problems, South End, West End, you know, and um, you know, even in in Hawaii, this kid named Coco, you know, and uh
2: so. Coco. <laughs> Coco from downtown. <laughs> Surprise! Oh, surprise! What,
3: what is You're going on, Nasty. What's oh, that? You
1: got that name? Fuck nasty! Silky Johnson. The, those oh two are God. the most hateful, diabolical haters the east of the Mississippi, man. And stop with this one right here, Dave Pesceo, man. I love you, brother, but you a hater. <laughs>
3: man, you got these people fooled. You got these people fooled. <laughs> Everybody thinks Steve Mills is a nice guy. Let me tell you something. <laughs> now, he the best. He's definitely the best.
1: Where I, Hey, I know you must be eating, right? You got to have a plate in front of you, right? Well, not
3: yet. No, not yet. It's waiting for me,
1: though.
3: I'm at a banquet. I wasn't going to miss this for nothing in the world. I wasn't going to miss this for nothing in the world. I'm going to get yelled at, though, because I'm supposed to be inside, but I had to step out. I wasn't going to miss this.
1: Hey, good to see you, David. My
3: brother. Um, my brother.
1: Yeah.
0: Same here, man. man. I've, been I'm... Listening,
3: I've been listening to the podcast, you know, from the from the beginning. And what Steve says, is, it's, it's, it's so true. The lives that that man has touched, you know, at the high school with the kids and everything, it's crazy. And there's one thing that I did text that I think he should talk about that a lot of people do not know. What was the first school shooting they had? remember the big school shooting they had? What town was that?
2: Steve,
3: Steve, do you know the big school shooting they had? One of the first ones that this country ever kind of affected? What school was that?
0: It'd be Columbine, right? Uh, Oh yeah. Columbine, correct. Yeah, correct. Now I don't know if Steve
3: wants to talk about it because I know that uh it would be on him but I know him, and I think Willie, really they did a big investigation yeah, course, that prevented a coming yeah. at New Bedford High School. Yeah. A lot That's of tough. people don't know that. And, I, I know, and, and being Steve the guy he is, I, I'm almost sure, if I'm not mistaken, they got awards and everything for that from the government, from the federal government, knowing, you know, the investigation and, and things that they did to prevent that school shooting. This guy had a game really? plan, everything. Yeah. And those guys, for not, for, not for those guys, there might have been... I call them mine right at New Bedford High School. Most,
0: most definitely, and we—that was one. That was all of our fears for so many years, you know. And uh, mm. so, so for it to be, for it to be curbed and and definitely, um, that's that's five stars, man. And um, you know, yeah, once- and you know what? And
1: it, and a lot of the you know you hear now. Like, and I understand I mean, about people may want the police on of schools and, you know, maybe that's a discussion for another day. I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. But it is so important to make connections. You know, communication is the most important thing in anything, really. Being able to communicate with people. And what happened with that situation was, is, um, I happened to know the young lady, one of the young ladies, before. She even came to the school. I had known her when I was on patrol. And so I had a, a vague, you know, uh, understanding of her, but also uh, Miss Jupin, uh, a teacher who had a, a connection with the young lady. She was very instrumental in um, in talking with these young people, w- with with this young lady, and uh, was able to um, to help, you know, prevent something like this. And there was a plan, you know. Again, we don't know for sh- what what would have happened, but there was a plan. Yeah. There was. There was two firearms missing that had been stolen. We're we're, we're thankful. We're thankful and grateful that nothing uh, did happen. So, yeah, that was a long time ago. That's, Christ, that's 2001. That was, like, yeah. we had only been in the school a couple months um, when that happened. So, yeah, we, we you know, again, thankful. And, and what's amazing is, like, you know New Bedford High School. I'm a whaler. You know, I went to New Bedford High School. We all went to New Bedford High School. You know, uh, that's my school. When I went there, I had so much pride as, a, as an officer. But then, you know, those were my kids. You know, um, I wanted to protect them. You know, but I was a whaler. You know, I was, I love New Bedford High School. And um, that's why it was so important. That, and I was so lucky to have kind of like. Eased into that situation, or, or you know, I never wanted to t- take a promotional exam after that. You know, it wasn't about uh, the work, it was about the work, it wasn't about being promoted or anything like that. I liked doing what I did, you know, and I like doing what I do now. Um, uh, and I was fine with that. I thought it was more important for me personally and not to take any way, you know much respect to people who go and, and go for rank and, and things like that. But for me, it was about, like, um, I liked the work I was doing. You know, I thought yeah. I, was, I was more useful doing that, you know.
0: Good. It, um, You know, I'm glad we all had that time, you know, including Dave's short time, you know. But even though Dave had bounced around different positions, you know, he was still in touch with you guys. He was still kind of you know, involved with the school or the kids, you know, so, but there's just something about that title. And I tell everybody that that was the highlight of my career, you know, because of some of the things I learned, some of the relationships I have. And, uh, you know, I, I always said I would write a book called middle school lies, you know, because you knew you got a story from one kid, another kid, you know, and, uh, I just wanted to basically bring all that stuff out, you know, and I'll have to kind of crack open crack open that box and uh, start writing one day. Because, but those are some cherished cherished moments for me. So, and um, but Steve, I want you to talk about the golf course. No, I
1: learned a lot from you, Charlie, too. Be- oh, thank you. Before. <laughs>
3: Wait a minute, wait a minute. I think- before, we get, before we get to the golf course, I just want to talk about say? one more thing, if I could, that Steve Taylor, you know, he talked about his running and, you know, how he goes on these ultra marathons and, and things like that. I just want to say one thing about Steve being a little inspirational. Child, everybody knows I run from block to block. Mm-hmm. This guy got me <laughs> to do two 5Ks. All right? And one of them, he, he ran ahead of me, but then I caught up to him, and he we he crossed the finish line with me, you know, on one of them. But this guy got me to run two 5Ks, and everybody knows. Like, if you look at Steve and the well-deserving tattoo that he has about one of his ultra marathons, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to bring the golf course and say, I got sick of going to golf courses. And we'd be sitting there, and the people would see it, and they go, you ran 100 miles? And I would sit there. So I ran a five K, so what's going on? <laughs> you know, like like so you want me to get a you want me get a tattoo? You want me to get a tattoo saying I ran a five K? <laughs> it was sickening. But that man ran a hundred miles for something he believed in. Yeah. That that yeah. you know, that says a lot about the man. Yeah. But Charlie On that listen. note, we are going to have another podcast, Charlie. We're gonna schedule it now because I gotta get back inside or I'm gonna have to sleep at Steve's house tonight. All right. If I don't get back inside the banquet. But listen, we're going to have another podcast where, you know, we all know Steve. Steve got introduced. Definitely the man got medals of honor. But we're going to we're going to bring out the real Steve. <laughs> the next podcast when we're all on there, We're going to invite Robbie Mendes, Steve Taylor, and Willie Colts. And yes. I guarantee you, that'll be the one of your most highest rated shows.
0: I, 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 there's no oh, doubt. Sorry, no bro, doubt.
3: The
1: round table. <laughs>
0: round, table. round
3: table. Yeah, that's what we're called, the world calls it a round table. Yeah. But Dave, the I'm gonna I'm okay? Definitely. Definitely you can do that. That that oh that's another thing. That's a whole nother Charlie, you need two hours. So listen, <laughs> yeah. the people that are listening to this podcast right now that are watching, I do know, but you have two great people right there. Listen to what they're saying. Because a lot you of stuff man. that he's talking about is a subject of today's a lot of subject of today's controversy if you would. But now you're going to get it straight from the horse's mouth right there. How it really is. Yep. Keep going. Hey, I love you both. Love Steve you too, brother. Uh,
1: Keep you the raise on him.
3: Don't let him slick you one because he,
0: he'll slip one in there. I'm good. I'm
1: being good today, David.
0: Yeah, he is. He's being good. I got test to test him plenty of times. I know he's being good today. Right, uh, I think
3: I lost you guys for a I'll second. To hey, yeah. send Robbie the Let Robbie get you in. Know, Robbie will continue. The, uh, hey, you listen. guys, my brothers, my brothers, talk to you. What them. are you at
1: Central Kitchen?
3: <sighs> no. Man, they closed down. Man, that's a I don't say that. See,
2: <laughs> I miss
3: that place so much, though. Sean right, get meatloaf plate
2: tonight, I man, he's at the door to get a meatloaf
1: plate. <laughs> 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 he thought it was fish and chips night. Yeah. <laughs>
0: hey, uh, yeah, dude, you know, you know, he got to get back in there. You got to get to that table. Uh, you know, I'll tell uh, you
1: what, Charlie. Again, you know, you, uh, I think you know, laughter is the best medicine. You know, they talk about it all the time, and you know, we talk about the golf course and like when I get together with him, Rob Mendes, and you know, and and other guys, and and it's just. It brightens your day. You know, that yeah. laughter that we have, that genuine laughter, that genuine love that we have uh, for each other. Um, those two right there, like, yeah. there's something else. Like, Rob, you know, I, I love Dave. Dave's my boy. You know, Dave's one of the most respected men in, 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 in New Bedford, you know, yeah. one of the most respected men in, in this department. Rob Mendes, probably one of the most respected men in New Bedford, you know. Like, yeah. people talk about, hey, Rob Mendes, awesome. Oh, Hey, Rob Mendes. That, that's yeah. Rob Mendes. Let me tell you something about Rob Mendes. That Rob Mendes is a silent yeah. assassin. Okay, man. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, he's In no he's way. Quiet. He's quiet. But that man. Oh my God! What a sense of humor on him, man. I'll, I'll just yeah. leave it at that, and we'll leave it for the barber shop, Charlie. Later on. That's okay? it. That man will cut you, and slice you, and dice you.
0: I <laughs> uh. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll, I'll always defend Rob, you know, for, for, you know, the dude is just, oh. you know, he's just unbelievable, unbelievable. And, and I've known him all my life and, uh, you know, and, uh, for anybody to talk about him, really, really don't know him. Don't have one no, ounce. Don't have no knowledge, no knowledge of him whatsoever, but he's a good dude. However, uh, so many. I know he, he, he's, he can, what's, what's, what's it called? capping? I guess. I don't know. I forget what the kids say, but anyway. capping,
1: Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. He's, he's, oh, he's, oh man. He's too much, but listen, I, I have so much, just think of, you know, Christ, I was playing in the Bay state league when he was coaching then, you know, that's yeah. early eighties, you know, he was coaching yeah. Verde vets and, um, uh, just think of how many people, you know, how many kids he's touched and and, and made a difference in their lives, you know, like yeah. um, thousands, you know, and, and every community needs that. You know, everybody, everybody needs um, a, a community needs that people who aren't yeah. just talking the talk, but are walking the walk that are doing the actual work that are do, making, you know, making the uh, the lives of some of these kids um that much better you know um i have so much respect for rob Um uh, no no doubt
0: the um you 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 had you actually have inspired so many people yourself and um you know and uh and i definitely know that you were an inspiration for your younger brother mm-hmm. et and um you know it, it's uh you know, growing up, I think he was still in school when you started, right?
1: Uh, Yeah. So he was, yeah, he was young when I started on the job. Yeah, he was young. Yeah. he yeah. was 10 years younger than me. So that's right. Um, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, he was in 92. Christ, he must have been, what, 13 years old. So, yeah. um, Yeah. We've, uh, yeah. We were, we've been very close. Very close.
0: Yeah, that's good. He's... um. You know, I still enjoy talking to him. I'll see him. Um, you know, we, we talked about it yesterday um, where we, uh, you know, we had in conversation on the job, and then I had had conversation with you, and he said, hey, and you he said, hey, Charlie, my father used to call him a soup sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, hey, what?
1: Oh, damn. Oh. Hey. <laughs>
0: The thing is is I love i mean i I like to watch your brother when he's playing baseball you know and and i I mean the dude he did it he did all right for himself you know yeah and, uh, and and even you you know you guys you you had you were doing your thing with sports you played in a couple of basketball tournaments for me uh way back when you know we had had a good time you know. You mentioned Rob. Rob opened the facilities for me, you know, the boys' club. Um, So, but um, I just want to let you know that even though you might have not been trying to mentor anybody, but you actually was, and one person is your brother. So it's at least started that long ago that you continued to do, and and that's definitely probably, you know, due to your parents, you know, and by the way, I was moms, man. She doing? She's
1: okay. She's all right. She's uh she's she, she's having some struggles here and there, but she's doing okay. She's she's tough, man. Mom Wait. is a tough woman, that's for sure. So, yeah, but thank yeah. you for asking, Charlie. All I right. appreciate it. All right. Yeah.
0: Hold no up. Um the uh the um I actually um wanted to, you know, kind of do what we were talking about this round table, this barbershop thing with all of us only because I think it's good you know you talked about it you touched on it earlier about laughter laughter is so so important um, and it especially with the job that you know we have and it uh, I did have you know you you need that you know and a lot of people don't understand some of the the, the way you know I might have police things or you police mm-hmm. things um, but all in all we we all understand each other we know the job's got to get done and um you know i could say for one that um there's a lot of things that i would do if you asked me that i wouldn't even do for some of my relatives Mm. i want to say that you know you call me anytime and i'll be there um uh, only because you're a good dude you always had my respect and um i keep i hope you continue to do what you're doing and um you know uh i think the service got you running and i'm <laughs> glad they got you running you know yeah
1: absolutely yeah. charlie real quick i know uh we're up against it but uh i just wanted to you know again i have nothing but respect for you charlie and it, uh, it's something i learned as a as a young you know coming on the job I, I always i always remembered the people who treated me you know when you first get on and you get them hazing or rookie stuff or whatever i learned a lot from you charlie i learned Thank a lot from like guys like paul rosario darryl montero um some of these guys when i first came on i learned a lot from you know one probably most importantly how to treat people you know how man, to do yeah. the job the right way you know but two like how to treat your fellow officers you know and, sure. and not to big time them or anything like that and that was something i always remembered about you charlie you know, even Thanks. before I got on the job, we would play hoop and stuff like that. You know who we were, who I was. But that was something I always remembered. And it's something you pass, you and, and the likes of who did the same thing for me. It's something I do now to younger officers that are coming on. I, I always I always make sure that uh, I try to be available. I try to be um, outgoing. Hey, you need something, you know, this and that. No, no, no big timing or anything like that. No. That's That's due to to the officers that came before me, people like you, Charlie. I got nothing but love for you and nothing but respect for you, Charlie. Um, Love back. And I appreciate you.
0: uh, uh, That goes right to you, right back to you, man. I love you. Definitely a class act. Um, Numerous times we've been together working different things, and and I've seen you in action. Um, Mm. I've seen you calm down so many different situations, and that's what it's about. And it all kind of goes. Believe it or not, police work comes back to how you were taught to speak to people. You know, common sure, sense. Sure. You have that common sense, Steve. You always had that common sense, no matter what situation, what call you were on. It was a common sense. And if sure. you keep keep that, if you keep that in the back of your mind um, with every situation, chances are you're going to prevail. You're, it's going to come out the best way possible. Some situations it can, but got to keep our common sense and y'all, man, with common sense, um, and and a whole lot of respect. So keep on doing what you're doing. Uh I remember the, the well, you had two boxes, right? You know, yeah, I got, I got and, two. Uh, I
1: got three of them right now. Looking at me, they're like, yeah. "Hey, who's this dude you're talking to on the, on <laughs> the damn iPad, man?" They're like, "Let's who's, go outside." Yeah. So who's yeah. So. What was the two oh, originals? The part of my life, man. So,
0: what was the name of the two original ones you had?
1: So Dempsey, Dempsey dog and Bo.
0: Bo, oh, that's the one I remember. So,
1: Dylan, oh. come here, Dylan. <laughs> Dylan,
0: come
1: here. You want to say hi to Uncle
2: Charlie?
1: Come
2: here, <laughs> come here, Dylan. Come on, get up
1: here. Come on. <laughs> hey, look at that face. Who was that? Huh? Yeah, I love it.
2: I love it. That's um,
1: Bodie. That was Bodie. That was Dylan.
0: yeah. the other one. So. Yeah. All right. So. All right, Charlie. Hey, before you go, uh, I mean, obvious hey. three people. The obvious three people you said, um, will be on this podcast. But who would you like to see on this podcast?
1: Hold on for one second. Hey, enough. Sorry, sorry, Charlie. So, say that right.
0: Who would you like to see on the Really Charlie podcast, other oh, than you sure. know our, our friends, you know our mutual mm. three right here?
1: Oh man, Anyone. I wish you would given uh, You know what, Charlie? I'm gonna have to get like, oh, yeah. So many, there's so many people. You know, you talk about community-wise. Um, oh man, no, you could you could think Don't about it. From, Joe Neves from Denison, man. He's he, his whole life has been given back to the community and given back we, to the kids there. You know, we you had know, him on Joe,
0: he was on you. Uh, him and oh, you Sean know, was on it. Yeah. Oh
1: man, so you got good taste, kid. I'll get back <laughs> to you, Charlie. there's so right. many people. You know what? This like pe- this, people talk about like there is a lo- there is apathy in New Bedford, sadly. Exactly. There is some apathy. But there are so many people out there. That are doing the right thing. That are do, that yeah. are really, really helping this community. You know, I love New Bedford. You know, I, I still live here. Me too. Um, me too. I, I I love my city. You know, sometimes you, you you're a little down on it or what have you, but there are so many people in this community that are trying to make a better, uh, make a better community for everybody. So I'll get back to you on that, Charlie.
0: All right. I appreciate it. Um, you need me. Give me a holler, and um, God bless you and the family, man.
1: Thanks for having me, Charlie
0: all right steve thank you very much appreciate it good night buddy good night brother all right this is uh wow great dude great man steven taylor definitely um one of my all-time favorite people he's uh he's definitely involved he's done so many things for countless people, whether they're friends, family, or strangers, you know, and I've seen them in action. Uh, really, truly appreciate it. Um, this podcast was really something that we were trying to do for a while. And and then me and uh, another one of my friends and mutual friends with Steve, we just, I mean, we were just like, we got to get him on here, man. We got to get him on it. Steve is just He's got tremendous stories. He's definitely things that people should hear. And, um, you know, just trying to give him praise while he's, he's standing those flowers. We're giving flowers out to people that, that deserve it. You know, and it's, there's so many people I'm going to miss, you know, when I'm giving out these flowers, but I, I just want to make sure that I definitely had Steven Taylor on this podcast. There's, um, You know, and and he's going to continue to amaze us constantly. We, you know, this show would have been awesome with one of our friends, our mutual friends that passed away, and that was uh, Tacky. You know, Tacky was just, he was huge to all of us, and and I would have loved to have him on the show, you know, talking to Steve and just sharing stories. You know, even Dave was on it, you know, uh, you know, got Jack Indy was on here, you know, Tacky was huge to all of us, you know, it would have been great to have him on there to see Steve and, and just praise him, you know, because he had nothing but good words to say about Steven. So, all right, y'all, keep, keep, keep watching the Really Charlie podcast. It's on StreamYard, Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. Continue to watch it. Um, I, I, I'm trying to get on it as much as possible. We have quite a few shows coming up. Um, uh, none this weekend, but we we'll start off on Monday with another one. Uh, great, great show coming up, you know, with uh, the Burial's House on Maple Street. And it's uh, got a lot of history in it. We're going to do that. We have some more Papa Shop segments with Randy Valley, um, Chris Bueller, Buller, um, rather um, Paul Rosario, Sr., um, let's see, uh, a few more, a few more things here. Um, whew. uh, so we got, yeah, Randy, Chris, Paul Rosario, um, then we got some healthcare workers coming on on the 17th, still waiting for them to reach out to me, um. And on the 19th, which is going to be a good, good one, another barbershop segment with uh, Nathan Victor, Frank Miranda, and Robert Davis. So that's going to be nice. Um, And it just goes on throughout the month. You know, I might miss a day or two here, but I definitely try to keep the podcast going. Getting a lot of support out there, and I thank you. Thank you, thank you. All right, y'all. Stay blessed and um be well have a very very safe weekend um and good night take care